This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. Instead of a Monday, it is a Tuesday edition of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, brought to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. That's where you can find us. That's who hosts this podcast. We appreciate Craig and the crew at WFNY for taking great care of us. Matt and Todd with you after what has been uh, a long last couple of days for the uh, for the Tribe. Back-to-back doubleheaders, back-to-back splits with the Jays and White Sox. We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. Todd, uh, man, you were down there yesterday. What, what a wild week this was. Um, you know, taking care of business against the unnamed team, then coming back and just getting blowtorched early by Toronto. Coming back to beat the Jays, now the White Sox. Uh, this has been a, kind of an exhausting seven days. I would say so. Uh, I apologize in advance at the beginning for me being on Bluetooth. We're recording earlier than we normally do. Um, dropping off Brooke at school. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, I, I'll tell you, I thought it was an incredibly long week in general, but with the ridiculous weather turning into Saturday's postponement, the two doubleheaders, the long weekend, you go into the four game set seeing all three wins uh, in Detroit against the unnamed team. Um, the Indians need to really just kind of get through these next two days and get to Thursday. That's kind of the key. You got the off day coming Thursday, but it's been such a – I know that the, the unnamed team is, is terrible, and, you know, luckily the Indians took three or four because the Yankees, correct me if I'm wrong, these got swept. Uh, in your city this week. Yeah, they like, did. Right? Yeah, they did. And, and and to be honest, every game was a grind. Even the yes, B, even the B, my point. Yeah. even the Bieber game in, in Detroit on Thursday afternoon, where he's going, you know, he's a no hitter going into the seventh. They're up four nothing. You're like, all right, let's just put these guys away. Yet, you know, Shaw comes in, thinks he has the third out. Pop up drops between a bunch of guys. Then even Karinchak, it was 5-1. He gives up a run 5-2. So now the, the tying runs in the on-deck circle. It's like you couldn't breathe in any of those games. I, mean, I was there Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday afternoon, and every game was a grinder. It was like, geez, can, can we just put these guys away? They do battle. I mean, give give Hinch credit. They don't have any talent, but they play hard. But even the one nothing loss the Wednesday, on Wednesday – uh, it was it was kind of an annoying series, but they got out of there with three out of four. You just kind of knew, and I and, and and our good buddy Zach Meisel came up and, and sat with me for an inning uh, on Thursday afternoon, and, and he even said it. He's like, looking at how the pitching matchups are coming and all these injuries, and you got the Blue Jays and White Sox coming up. This could get ugly, and he and he's right. I mean, Toronto just stung the ball on us. Boy, talk about if we had their lineup, man, how good we'd be. Yeah, I I. Uh... I tweeted this over the weekend. I said the, the difference in the offenses between the Blue Jays and the Indians is it's staggering. I mean, their top five, Brooke and I went to the game, first of all, mad props out to my daughter, who when it was, the weather was so bad here Friday, and I said, what do you think? And she's like, I still want to go. So we went, and it was insanely windy, and uh, uh it, the, the sheets of rain came down, and like three innings in, I'm like, "You ready to go?" She's like, "Nope, <laughs> no." But but we were looking when we get there Friday night. We're looking at the you know the stats on the scoreboard. Everybody in their top five 
has like 10 double-digit homers, has driven in like 35 to 40 runs. You know, OPS is all over 800. And, you know, the Indians have two guys, uh, you, you know, basically doing all the, the bulk of the work, and one of them's on the uh, the injured list. So, um, yeah, the, the Blue Jays offense, that, that was a scary series to, to get through with one out of, uh, one out of yeah. those three yeah. was actually a, was actually a win. But to your point, does this team ever play a single game where it's not a a grind? They, there's no Indians eight, you know, uh, 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 Twins two. Like it just doesn't happen. <laughs> every game is a one. Every game is like a one or a two run game. It's been it's been a while, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, I, I'm doing, all, doing doing this off the top of my head, but Simeon, Grichik, Bichette. Teoscar Hernandez and Vladdy. I mean, that's that's yeah. a that's a boastful top five, and then we're trotting out like you know every every day. You never know who's going to hit second. Cesar's starting to heat up, and it was nice to see him hit a couple of bombs yesterday. But you're right; it's it's. I mean, the bottom of our order is just gross. And, and then oh, we're so excited about Owen Miller coming up, and he's ice cold and looks overmatched and not ready, which is so disappointing. But again. It's a couple of weeks. I mean, it's not, you know, they threw him right into the fire here. Now he's playing every game, every game. And he should, though. But you know what? Yeah. He should. No, he should. brought him up here to play. I like that, that they're giving him the opportunity to, to, to sink or swim. The issue that uh, it, it, that I'm having is he's playing a, and, and again, I, I like that they're doing this, but he's playing a different position every day. I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, his, his slump, but he's down in the count 0-2, like, every time. Every time you look up, he's swinging at the first pitch or he's looking at the strike. He's, you know, and that was the one thing about him was that he was a pure hitter. He did, he, he's not, you know, not a big walk guy. And so uh, that's that's been true to form. But I was hoping for something more than this. It's It's been really ugly. I mean, he has not, he, he, he has not been good. And I think, and, and I said this last week on the pod, I, I wanted – fans to not uh, get too excited and, and think that this guy's going to come up and, you know, immediately be, you know, Carlos Baerga 1995. You know, I mean, that, that wasn't going to happen, but I expected a little bit more. Now, they're mixing and matching every single day. I mean, like you said, the top five in that Blue Jays order is incredible. And meanwhile, you know, hard-hitting, handsome Harold Ramirez is hitting fourth or fifth every day, you know. <laughs> the Indian. So I don't know. Um, the bottom of the order. So, you know, we went uh, to the doubleheader yesterday and the bottom third, you know, I think game one was Chang Rivera Zimmer. Game two was uh, Bowers Hedges and Zimmer. And I set the over under at one and a half hits per game out of those three. And the first game they went way over at three in the first game. Which, <laughs> and yeah. I and I believe in the second game Hedges had a hit, Zimmer had a hit. Yeah, went over both times. You could have won some nice money off of me. On that I mean, one, but... you know, and I know Yu Chang actually had an RBI double. It's just the 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 you know the, the the Bowers. Hey, three for three on Monday night in Detroit. All right, and then the rest of the week is shit. Yeah, the guys got to. Listen, it, we're on June first, and they are still going with the Chang Bowers platoon. It's horrible. Who, who neither you know their com, you know, combined OPS doesn't even uh, add up to you know 
what the league leader is. I mean, they're both below replacement level players. I think the only reason that they're still going is because of all the injuries. Like, if Ramiro Reyes was here, I, I believe at this point we would have seen something different at first base. I think you would have seen more Naylor at this point. But, you know, they're riding it out with Bowers. I don't understand why. I mean, it's it's three years of – I mean, it, we, we know what he is. He stinks. And I don't care that every once in a while he gets a single. Does he ever drive the ball? How many home runs does the, our first base platoon ever hit? Never. It's garbage. I mean, it just, is. It, it's a garbage situation, and I, I would love it if they could do something about it. I, I know Bobby Bradley is, is, other than the home runs, he's doing nothing in AAA, but we talked about this before. If there was ever a time to give him a shot, it's now without Fromio Reyes, and I don't know what more this poor guy has to do, but you know, it speaks volumes that he is not up at this point. Dairy Brothers Tribecast, Matt and Todd with you. Uh, Indians sitting at 29-24 and 24, uh, tonight. White Sox at home Wednesday afternoon. one tenner against Chicago. We'll get you all the pitching matchups. Then this weekend, after Todd said an, an off day on Thursday, uh, the Indians go and play the Orioles, who have lost, by the way, Todd, 14 straight. And if you count it, 16 in a row to Minnesota, who they're playing the next two days. They are god-awful. If you can't go into Baltimore and... I'm not saying sweep them. I think eventually the Orioles are going to win a game or two here. But if you can't take two out of three this weekend from the Orioles, and the, the, the Indians will see their best pitcher, John Means, who threw the no-hitter earlier this year on Saturday. But still, ridiculous how bad Baltimore is and, and, and 20 games below 500. But, you know, we, we mentioned before about the offense. Let's start with this. The defense is god-awful. And, like, oh it's Lord. it's amazing how this team is 29-24, and 24, only a handful of games, what, three and a half games back of the White Sox, who are a superior team. Let's call it what it is. Chicago's really good. Can we beat them? Have we played them toe-to-toe this year? Yeah, we have. But Chicago's really good, and it's going to be tough to overtake them in the division. But regardless, the fact that they're you know swimming at 5 over 500 with, with just – they can't even turn a, a routine double play. The other day there was the the 4-6-3 that, uh, you know, against the Blue Jays that gave them their first run where – Basically, Bichette was walking to first base. He thought it was, oh gosh, I should I should just go to the dugout. And Rosario throws it a little wide, and then Bowers drops the ball. I mean, we, it's bad. It missed cutoff men last night again. Uh, uh, Cesar drops a cutoff, and then kind of like lollygags it, and the runner comes home on a three-run double. Should have been a two-run double. I, I I've said this before, and I know the executive producer agrees with me. We're moving too many guys around every day that no no one knows has a, has a real position, and, and it's hurting our defense. First off, I like to talk about the Orioles. Actually, <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't understand. You, you you said it, and you're so right. The fact that this team is essentially right there in the division, you know, five games over 500, the playing the baseball. The, the, playing baseball the way they are, kicking it around every single day. I, I mean, yesterday's first game, they single-handedly lost that game because they couldn't catch the ball. They, it, seriously, if, if they had a even average team defense, they don't lose game one. They don't because in the in the first, uh, uh, what, what was the inning that McKenzie gave up for? It was the second inning, right? Yeah, the second I mean, I mean that that 
that display in the second inning, I think they were only charged for one error, and they should have, you know, because by, by rule. But technically, three errors occurred in that inning, right? <laughs> and then, and then you got in the in the uh, um, when the Indians had the, the, I can't remember if the score was tied or if we were up by a run, but the one where uh, they Cesar tried to turn the double play and he threw the ball off of Bray's head on the flip. I mean that. <sighs> That was either the eighth or the, or the eighth. I'm sorry. It was the sixth or seventh. Which, by the way, I'm pro. I've changed my tune. I'm pro seven innings. I, I have no. I have no issue with it. I have no issue. With you, it. Heard, I, you heard. I don't know if you saw. I, I saw it on on uh, Twitter last night. But Andre Knott was interviewing Zimmer and asked him about it, and he said, "I got to be honest. I I like it. And I think I speak for everybody in the uh, in the clubhouse that we prefer." if a doubleheader is going to be, you know, seven inning games, because he said, you know, you, especially if you're playing in both, you know, late in the game, in the second game, your feet start to dra- uh, get heavy and you're, you're dragging. And, and you could tell even, even, I mean, doubleheaders back to back, it's tough, man. Even for fans, I was there yesterday for 12 or 14 innings. And it, you know, it's tiring sitting and watching, let alone, let alone playing. I have so, no, I had, I mean, I have no, no beef with it. I, I, I mean, I still think pitchers should not be hitting. I still think the runners starting at second base and extra innings is stupid. Uh, but the, but the two two games to get them in and get them out and making them seven innings and making it the same for both teams, I, I have no issue with it. I like the fact that yesterday, and I'm not a fan of his, I think he's a, a, a jerk, but Tony La Russa kept Rodon in there and rode him long, you know, kind of longer yeah. because he knew, hey, it's almost like a complete game. I don't need to use my bullpen. It was, and Rodon, after the game, even said, "Like I, I appreciated Tony letting me get through the sixth um, and yeah. letting me pitch." Yeah. So, much rather see that than fifteen pitching changes. I mean, absolutely. Uh, um, back to the team defense, though. It, in, in, in all seriousness, I'm forty-five. You're forty-eight. Do you ever remember a team, an Indians team, playing this bad? Defensively, everywhere on the diamond. Do you? Because I don't. <laughs> I mean, you got to go back to when we were really young, and you know, just didn't have a lot of rangy players. You know, Jacoby was a bit of a statue at third. You know, Verizer was sure-handed at short, but didn't have great <laughs> range. I mean, I guess we could do that, but I don't recall a time where every day when the lineup comes out, especially for the seven o'clock games, and it's four o'clock, and we're looking at Twitter, and you're like, oh, okay, today Owen Miller is playing third and Jose's de-aging. Oh, today Miller's at short, or Chang's at short, but Chang hasn't played short all year. But Chang started the year at first, but Chang doesn't know how to play first. Oh, but Miller's at first, but then we have a rundown, and he has no clue yesterday. And again, he's a rookie, but like, you know, Tim Anderson did that on purpose. You have to fake a throw to your shortstop in the rundown, fake, and then chuck it home. How do you, how do you, how does the ball never go home? So the guy, uh, Leori Garcia, just walked home. Like, you can't do that unless you. And that, that but, but again, Owen Miller's not a first baseman. But do I, would I, do I, I would rather see Owen Miller at first base every day. Just put him there over Bowers and Chang, but they don't do that. You know, Naylor, Naylor, Naylor cost us the Cincinnati game that one day because he never has played first base. In, I don't believe he had played first no, no, base no, no. in the majors. No, that was his first game playing in the majors for the Indians. He may have for the Padres, but listen, he's a natural first baseman. That one where, where he let the ball go under his legs, Buckner style, 
I mean, I, I think Brooke uh, could have fielded that ball. It was just a, you know, just was an error. But he had, but he hadn't played the position all year. The point that's was, my, that's my point. It was right, right. At that point, yes, I agree. It's just, it's, it's, it's a, a constant problem that's not going away, and it's costing them games. And they are, you know, within striking distance of the division. I mean, you and I, let's be honest here, and and you know this because we discussed it. I mean, the White Sox may be the best team in baseball. They're one of the top five teams in baseball. They're probably the best team in the American League. And Tampa's won a bunch in a row. I mean, Tampa's 15 yeah, over 500. That's true. That's true. Okay, so let's but Chicago is the most talent. Chicago's talent is off the charts. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're winning games, and they're doing it without Luis Robert, without Eloy Jimenez. And, you know, they, they're, they're running guys out of the pen. Everyone's throwing 100. They're, they're just a really good baseball team. And the fact that the Indians are, are hanging, playing as poorly as they are, is unbelievable. It truly is. They're not hitting at all. And it's, it, and, and the starting pitching has to be perfect. And the bullpen pretty much has been perfect. You know, they're, they're good 90% of the time. I mean, look at yesterday's two games. Other than 99's, you know, bullshit in game one, uh, everybody contributed. I mean, from these guys all weekend or over the over the two doubleheaders, whether it was Trevor Steffen or Kyle Nelson, you know, they, it doesn't matter. You know, they, they're keeping a million arms, but they, you know, be, my guess is there's going to be some sort of roster reset on Thursday because they've kept so many guys because of these doubleheaders and because of the basically you have three question marks in the rotation, but. I mean, even J.C. Mejia's looked good out of the pen. Everybody's been good. I mean, yes. in, in, obviously, besides the, the, the three key guys, Whitgren was excellent yesterday, um, pitching in the, in the sixth um, in, in game two. So everybody seems to be working out. It's just, again, it, it's a testament to I, you got to give it to Tito. You, you, you got to give it to the bullpen. I mean, they are keeping this team right there with, with – arguably the best team in the American League, while they're kicking the ball around the diamond and not hitting. It's, it's incredible. No, it is. And, um, you know, man, you're, 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 your dislike for uh, Karen Shack is unreal. <laughs> 99. Sure. It put it this way. Don't, put, don't follow him on social media. It, 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 it'll, it, 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 it'll just upset you. Un, you know, that, that's, that's all I will say. <laughs> and, I, I, and I don't follow him. Brooke sends me the stuff all the time because she does. It's um, it's funny. He's unhittable except in extra innings. Like I know Tito thinks that's the guy I want out there with a runner on second because he can get swings and misses. But that's he's not he's not pitched all that well in those tenth inning situations, to be honest. And well, look, you know, you know Adam Eaton took him deep yesterday. I mean, that was that was a straight fastball. But you know what his problem seems to be. I understand why Tito goes to him because you really want the strikeout guy with the man on second base and, and nobody out. And he got the strikeout that he needed. Um, the problem was, and, and, and I actually had uh, said this when, when the Indians came up in the bottom of the seventh, I said, you know, it would be who the Indians to win now because Billy Hamilton is going to start at second base, who's the fastest guy on the White Sox. And they had three, four, five coming up. So the odds of them scoring were pretty high. Uh, Hamilton ended up stealing third, and it was a nice throw by, I think Rivera was kept, yeah, I think it was Rivera. Yes. It was a nice throw by Rivera, and, and you know, what was he going to do? Uh, Billy Hamilton, super fast. He just, it, it happened. And then, you know, you got the Abreu sack fly, 
or no, uh, yeah. And then when when Karen Jack goes, my point with him is he got rattled, and this happened in the last time he came in and gave up the, the uh, homer in in, in, uh, in in the extra inning session. It's like he gave up the run, and he's just like, "Fuck this, man," you know. And and, and he's you know got touched up for that straight fastball by Eaton, and that was all she wrote. But uh, yeah, but you know, obviously he's been great, and he's a you know, as good of a reliever as there is in the game right now, but uh, he's frustrating off the field, to say the least. And Class A uh, has not had his best stuff. Yesterday was great to see because he gives up the, the, the little dribbler single at the start of the inning uh, in a two-run game, and you're like, oh, God. Then he comes back to strike out the side, which was nice, and showed a little emotion. If that's what we're nitpicking at, um, right? so be it. I mean, those guys have been very, very good, but... You know, again, missed cutoff men, not being able to turn a, a routine double play. It, it appears, at least for now, that Ahmed Rosario is going to be the everyday shortstop. Uh, and it, and honestly, is Bradley Zimmer the everyday center fielder? <laughs> I mean, this, I, Listen, if he, he – here, I will say this. If Ahmed is swinging the bat the way he does, and yes – his defense leaves a lot to be desired, and he made that shit throw, if you recall, uh, in game. It was Saturday when they were turning an easy double play, and he made a wide throw, and Bowers made it. Should have Sunday. It, it was the it. Sunday but, game one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that was that, that was not great, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, listen, Bradley Zimmer yesterday made things happen with his legs. He got on base, you know, three times. With the way the outfield is going, you might as well play Zimmer while he's hot. He was hot. They brought him up in the middle of a hot streak. So he was swinging the bat well. They brought him up. He played one game um, in Detroit, right? It was uh, Thursday. He played Thursday afternoon, yes, yes. And uh, he played both games yesterday. You might as well. Listen, the, the good news about Zimmer is at least you know you're getting good speed and good defense out of him. Whether he hits or not is a bonus at this point. But, yeah, hey, he looked good yesterday. Might as well keep going with it. As right. George Costanza once said to uh, Mr. Don Mattingly, he's the first baseman, about his swing, go with it until it stops working. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, you know, a 28-year-old Bradley Zimmer, it's funny listening, I was driving the other day, and Hammy was like, they're hoping they can see the first half of 2017 Bradley Zimmer before he got hurt. And it's like, geez. We're, we're, we're waxing poetic about four years ago, but I, I, there just isn't another option. He was, I mean, real good. he was real good those four years ago. <laughs> I mean, Harold Ramirez, I like, but you're right. He's probably a fourth outfielder. They put him at center. They, they you know, But like then the other day he was playing left because they gave Rosario a day off. They're trying to get guys off their feet, which I understand, and rotating the DH. should be interesting to see next week what they do when they have to go to St. Louis for a couple of games and play in a National League stadium. But, you know, the defense is just, you know, Rivera always with a pass ball or a couple of wild pitches. I mean, it's nitpicky, but it's bad. Exactly. They just, they, 30, they've got to right. you know, catch the ball. I will say this about Rivera. He has not been terrible. I mean, he hits, but he hits better than, than Hedges does. Yes, he does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, I mean, he had the uh, he started the rally in Game Two uh, Sunday night with that big double to get it to four two. So, uh, you know, if he's hitting at all, it's it's a bonus. Listen, anybody in the bottom of the order hitting is going to be a bonus for this team. 
truly. You believe yesterday that Larusa pitched to Jose Ramirez again with first base open? My goodness, what a what a beast! What a beast! When the when the count was three and three one, and it was man on second, nobody on first. I literally turned to the kids. We were at we went to the doubleheader yesterday. I said, I can't believe Larusa is going to pitch to him here. He might as well just walk him. Next pitch, boom, out. And he hasn't. And listen, Jose Ramirez hasn't been really that great either. So <laughs> this offense is something else. Huh? Although you know, yesterday game one they scored eight um, against the Blue Jays on, six. At, in one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, or, I'm sorry, they scored six. If the if the Indians' offense scores six runs, they should win ninety five percent of the time, right? <laughs> I mean, what, what's the record? I, you know, a couple weeks ago, their record with scoring four runs or more was like fourteen and one or something crazy like that. So, um, you know, again, if they could just get anything from the offense, it would be terrific. And it looked like, and obviously I was there for three of the four, Eddie, Eddie Rosario uh, made an adjustment and said, I'm just going to start hitting with my hands again and using my hands more. I'm trying to do too much with my body. And he heated up. Really, in Detroit, the home run he hit off of Matthew Boyd was such a no-doubter the other day. It was a beautiful swing. Uh, delivered a couple of clutch hits. It was good to see at least that Eddie Rosario back. Of course, it was uh, Friday night, I believe. He, he, you know, We went up 2 nothing on the Blue Jays. Um. Uh. And then I was there. Uh, yeah. So you know that it was, was cold. Good. Yeah. Eddie had a hit. The RBI hit. So you know hopefully Eddie he's heating up at the right time. Yes. Yeah. They need that. They need that. All right. Uh. We got to talk about where this rotation is going, and and you got to tell me about this Friday night game watching poor Eli Morgan pitch. <laughs> um. What about the Center for Advanced Dentistry? You know, it's summertime. People's people are gonna be outside taking picks. They got to get their teeth clean. Let's go. Listen, you got to hit them angles. It's very important for you. Got to do it for the gram, man. So, uh, but if you want a dentist on the east side of Cleveland, and even if you live on the west side and you don't mind taking the ride, if you want to be put at ease in a relaxing and fun environment, then you got to come down to the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Doctor Ben Hornstein and his partner, Doctor Sean Schlussel, they'll take great care of you. They've been taking care of me and my family for eons. That centuries to me, you and me, Russ. Uh, um, they're over on Orange Place, right off of Chagrin Boulevard. They can do whatever you need in terms of dental work, whether it's a routine cleaning or you know fixing your smile. They'll do it, man. So you got to check them out. Go to cfad.net or give them a call at 216-595-1710. Tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. They'll be very excited because they love the Indians just like we do. They're Tribecast listeners. They're they're the best. So seriously, check them out, cfad.net, or give them a call, 216-595-1710. Now, Matthew, yes, this sir. weekend, yesterday, yeah. did you wear your Breaking Tea Tristan McKenzie Sticks t-shirt? When he was pitching, when he was I, striking out eight guys in a row, I usually do. But listen, I didn't. I have the shirt, and I love the shirt. But I decided that because the last every time I've worn it, he has not pitched well. I went a different route yesterday, and uh, I had my uh, loop. There it is, breaking TT shirt on yesterday. Even there though he's go. even though he's on the IL, which you can get at breakingt.com/slash/dairy. Any tribe stuff you want, any brown stuff you want. Yes. 
Uh, I, I believe they're going to be making a Kobe Altman press conference T-shirt um, as well soon. Because that was a beauty last I think, week. I think the T-shirt says, uh, Kevin Love forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the J-Ram shirt, uh, the Fronimal T-shirt, any 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 of the players that you like. And if you're a big Tribe fan, go shop there. Um, I believe it was our friend Cousin Matt out in Seattle. He's got his gear and he gets it all from BreakingTea.com. You put in BreakingTea.com slash dairy, that takes you right to the Cleveland collection, and you order it right there. So, uh, yes, I, I do have my Sticks McKenzie shirt. I still have to get the my uh, home run pitch Jose shirt because it's a red shirt. Got a bunch of blues and other stuff. So uh, I'm excited to uh, to always rock the, the gear. And the best stuff, Whatever, if you're an NBA fan, NFL, whatever's hot and going on, whether it's you know hating on Kyrie or whatever, they've got shirts for everything. Uh, if you're an Islanders fan, I saw some new Islanders shirt because they're they're closing down Nassau Memorial Coliseum again. It's back to the barn, and there's a picture of the old Coliseum. It's cool stuff. Breakingtea.com/slash/dairy. That's D-E-R-Y. Get your stuff and your gear there. All right, uh, we're gonna we got to do pitching matchups and everything else for the rest of the week. Bieber's gonna pitch tonight. Um, but Todd, honestly, like Bieber and Savali have just carried this rotation. It was there on Thursday where Shane had the no-hitter going. You didn't even know he had a no-hitter going. I didn't even text didn't it. Know. But um I, Yeah. He was yeah. all he was awesome again. I had the yeah, because I had the game on in the background with no sound when I was working. And like it literally didn't occur to me. And then all of a sudden after six I looked up and it had zeros. And I was like, Holy shit. Matt could see a no hitter. This would be incredible. But me being there, I just knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I tried. I tried. It was, that was great on Thursday. I I, uh, I usually have some good connections and rarely pay for, for a, a ticket down there. And then thir- Rarely. You wouldn't give Mr. Illich, a, the late Mr. Illich, he wouldn't get a dime of your money. Anyway, uh, so Thursday <laughs> I, uh, I ended up going on the app at about 12.15 before I left to go downtown. And... Uh, yeah, I bought like an eleven dollar ticket. There was like a set, you know fees, got it up to eighteen, and then uh, I strolled in there right at game time. Of course, ran into some people that I knew, and it was like, "Hey, D's," and I'm like, "Hey, gotta get to my seat," but that didn't happen. And then so I missed like the first two batters, um, and then I, I'm like, "Hey, I'm just gonna go upstairs and sit on the first base side, kind of high up, and uh, stretched out." And that was it. I was there and. Plenty of plenty of good seats available. I think today's the day that most stadiums are opening up, right, to uh, full capacity. Tomorrow, June second is the day. I don't know why it's June second, not June first, but like tomorrow for the Indians, they're going to full capacity. Oh, okay. Because I think the Orioles they said they're doing it today. I think, but playing well, in the state of Ohio, Cincinnati, and, and Cleveland, we're doing June second. Gotcha. But um, anyway, so I was there. You're right. I was there to see that. But man, that you, know, you look at it and you go, okay. Bieber, Savali, and then what? <laughs> like, like I, I would think, I mean, McKenzie was the 27th man yesterday and Correct. is going back down, but can you, now you got to keep him up. Like, who knows where this, I mean, Eli Morgan's get another, get going to get another chance on Wednesday, but I guess he's getting that chance because, like you said, you can't really judge Friday night because the wind was so bad and the poor kid was facing the Blue Jays. I felt bad for him. I really did. It, that, that that game had no business being played um, for, for uh, listen there were 20 people down there Brooke and I were two of them it was the windiest okay I, 
I would say in my lifetime, I've gone to at least a thousand sporting events, probably more than that. That was the top five craziest weather I've ever been to. And and the other four are definitely Browns games. You know, I mean, it, it was the wind was was whipping so hard that it, fly balls were a complete adventure. Harold did take that terrible route, and he should have caught that ball. But again, everybody gets a mulligan for every fly ball on Friday. I kept watching Eli's pants and the umpire's pants, and they were just flapping and flapping. You know, it's hard. Tito even said, I can't even make an evaluation about the kid after the game. He was put in an unfair situation. So I felt bad for him. So I'm, I'm glad he's going to get another start. Um, certainly. Oh, also this just in, and I don't know for, for our, uh, our three female listeners that we probably have. Brooke thought Eli Morgan was very cute. <laughs> Your daughter's getting a lot of run on the day show. Lots. Oh yeah. Well, listen, she, she's, she to she's been text. She's been texting me from these games about Ahmed Rosario. Like, geez. Okay. Yeah, I know. I will. You know, I'm I warming to him. I don't even tell her to do it. That's I, the best part. I'm warming to him. I'm warming. Yeah, well, we're going again tonight, Brooke and I, so it'll be our fourth <laughs> game in, in like six days. Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, so I think Morgan's going to get one start, and I don't know how you don't bring McKenzie back. He's been money two, two times in a row, and especially yesterday against the White Sox of all teams, to be that good and strike out eight in a row, and it was even after that second-inning debacle where the defense completely let him down. We've seen earlier this year – he gets rattled early, and then he starts walking everybody, and then he's done. This time, for him to come back after giving up those four runs, which I don't know how many they counted as earned, but none of them should have been, and come back and be that dominant. I mean, he was he pitched into the sixth. He got he got an out in the sixth inning. And if you would have saw it after the second inning, I would have bet a lot of money after that that he wouldn't have done it. So to me, you got to bring him back. The good news for the Indians in the rotation is that you got – Thursday's an off day. So now you don't need to have that fifth starter. That's why I said there's going to be a roster reset. Well, and Monday. And they, right. I was going to say, and on Monday, you don't have a game. And then the following Thursday, you, you don't, don't have, have a game. game. Right. So basically, they're not playing two Thursdays in a row. So you're going to have plenty of opportunity to, to figure out what you're going to do with the rotation. They may keep McKenzie down just to keep him regular. And then when they need that fifth starter, bring him up. Um, what do you think about keep about Sam? What are they going to do about Sam? Look, I'm rooting for for Big Sam Hentges. I I just right now he does not he he's walking everybody. Um, yeah. He was overmatched the other night. What game was that? Toronto. Um, no, he was uh, he was uh, was it Toronto or was it the unnamed team? He pitched he pitched against the the Tigers. You were there. You saw him. Or was that the game you didn't go to? That was the game. I, that was the no. game I did not go to. No, yeah, I didn't know. I saw him pitch on Tuesday, on Monday. Tuesday, Monday, Monday. Okay, so he pitched Monday. I don't know. Okay, keep. He going. was We're fine. He was fine. He went five innings. He was he was okay, but then his last outing I thought was against the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, he pitched on Saturday. Yeah, and it was uh, or Sunday. Sunday no, second sorry. game. Saturday and Sunday. I keep mixing Saturday and Sunday up because because of the. <laughs> But yeah, but he yeah Sunday the, second game and he lasted like two innings. I I like him, but he doesn't throw enough strikes. Yeah, you know I mean well, to me to me McKenzie when you strike out eight straight White Sox, <laughs> you set a record and then it, it, for the Indians and then 
it's Chicago. So that's pretty darn good. So McKenzie, yeah. at least his last two starts, looks like a different guy. You know, they told him, go down to the minors. And it's like, all right. And now, oh, shoot, we need you back up here. And he's just out there throwing. It's He's not overthinking things. He's 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 putting it in the zone, which is nice. He doesn't have the great velocity they had last year, but he's throwing strikes. There's movement there. I mean, you, know, you wonder, you wonder if the demotion itself w- 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 humbled him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, even though he didn't actually technically go down to Columbus and pitch, just the fact that he had been humbled and sent down, and basically they told him you need to go and work on some stuff. Yeah, maybe that worked. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I'm concerned about Hentges. I still think he projects more as a reliever. You, you know. He can still, you know, if he's throwing 97 for an inning or, you know, inning in the third out of the pen, I, I can live with it. But when he's, you know, not throwing as hard and, and he's not pitching deep into games and he's, you know, his command. I mean, he, so, so I, I just looked it up. He only pitched two and a third. He gave up four hits. Yeah, his ERA is over seven. Walk three. Right. Yeah, his I mean, ERA is over seven. I mean, he when he yeah, when he throws strikes and he throw the breaking ball to left-handers is devastating. But the yeah. other day he faced the Blue Jays and that's five right-handed hitters right out of the chute. Forget it. It was lights out. Yeah, he's only pitched five innings once. I mean, and 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 it was five innings, and that was on your birthday on Monday. That was on yeah so, the game in Detroit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, every other start he's made inning in the. Two thirds, four and two thirds, three and a third, three. You know this. I mean, so so. It's been mixed results. I mean, I. I think when they go back to five, it wouldn't shock me if it's, McKenzie getting the call over him. Um, I I don't think it's going to be Morgan, um, who's going to yeah, listen unless Eli, you know, is awesome tomorrow. I don't see how he stays up. And they're not going to need five for a while. And, you know, Plesak, without having surgery, he may be back. Uh, you know, he's probably three weeks away from, from being back. So, you know, maybe Sam gets one or two more starts. But he's kind of like where we were with Tristan a couple weeks ago when we were like, all right, McKenzie's basically got the Twins and the Tigers for his next two starts. And if he doesn't get his shit together, he's going to go down. The Twins totally lit him up and they sent him down. Yeah. He had to yeah. end up coming back. So. Like you said, it's it's uh, Bieber and Savali and Ford's Folly. I don't know. <laughs> I can't come up with anything good. <laughs> that was that was that was a joke. Like three people will get. But. Oh, the uh, spawn and Spain, uh, spawn insane routine. That is yeah. a, that is a classic. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's not been good. It's 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 tough because you're asking so much of these starters already with our offense to to have to be perfect. And then you're right. Um, these are young kids. You know, you you hate to use that as an excuse and say, "Oh, the Indians are the youngest roster in baseball," which they do. But then you're yeah. telling Eli Morgan to pitch against that Blue Jay lineup, and quite honestly, tops out at 90. I mean, he's more of a yeah, breaking ball special. I mean, yeah. that's hard. You know, that's that's difficult. <laughs> and 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 hence, just like you said, and other people have said it. Um, maybe he is a one to two inning guy where he can really rev it up from the left side. And not a starter. Well, they're they're figuring that out and finding that out this season. This is the and year you know that sort of this transition. Like you said, this exactly right. Like you just said, this is the year to find out these things, right? I mean, which is why this is the year to find out about Daniel Johnson, and this is the year to find out about Bobby Bradley. I personally can't believe that that these two, with the way things have gone, still haven't gotten a chance. But if if 
both of these guys are 25 in a triple A and have been a triple A now for three years. If they can't get up here and show what they got, then they, if they should, why are we carrying all these guys on the 40 man roster who basically they don't even seem to trust? You know what I mean? Like at this point, and again, I, I'm going off on a side tangent and we have to wrap this up, but like Oscar Mercado, like, do you think we ever see him again? Like, I feel like he's the next DFA guy. I, I'm it's, it's stunning what happened to him. I mean, I was yeah. trying to explain to somebody the other day that was texting me, like, whatever happened to Mercado? I'm like, he just lost it. Lost it. Talk about a guy that came up two years ago and just lit it up, looked great, great in the in spring training. We waited to bring him up. Then they do bring him up, and he and he was great. He was hitting the ball hard. He was one of the top rookies. And then just, awesome. just lost it. Then just lost it. I mean, confidence is shot. He's hitting what? What's he hitting at Columbus? 200? Not well. So it's like, geez, it's it's ama- it's amazing. I'm glad Owen Miller's getting a chance, and he does need to be playing, and he's going to snap out of this. It can't get any worse than what he's doing now, hitting in the 130s. But um, but they're doing the right thing by playing him every day and giving him these chances. I just I don't know if Bradley and 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 Daniel Johnson are ever going to get that chance. Like it's it's amazing to me, and I know why they did it. Like Harold Ramirez has gotten every chance in the world to succeed. Right, and he's Harold Ramirez, but like, but he's been but he's been decent. Yes, he has been decent. I like Harold. You know I'm you know I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You and I were leading that charge. We love that guy. It's fine. Yeah, I mean for our team, yes, he's he's hit. Yeah, he's he's delivered team, some big hits. You know, the Thursday Bieber day in Detroit. I mean, he was a whole offense until uh, Rosario's home run. So he's part of the R factor. <laughs> All, right. All right, so uh, real fast. So tonight, Bieber against Dylan Cease uh, at 6-10. It's a good, good matchup. Cease's ERA is actually lower than Bieber's. Um, yeah, he's been very good. Um, and then tomorrow, the day game, uh, Eli Morgan against, you know, Lance Lynn's pitching on three days rest. Did you know that? they're giving their, he's, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, they have to because Michael Kopech was put on the uh, – uh, injured list yesterday. Yes, so they're giving him. He's going to pitch on three days rest, which should be interesting. I mean, he's been dominant. Yeah, um, he really has. But they've I, had I a admit, bunch of double headers. Yeah, me too. Um, and then uh, Friday night, uh, Savali is back as we have the off day Thursday. So Savali opens uh, in Baltimore. Uh, it appears Matt Harvey will pitch that game for the Orioles. They have a T. They have a TBD for tomorrow. The Orioles do. Uh, then John Means against Henches on Saturday at 4.05, and then Sunday afternoon, uh, Bieber against something called Keegan Aiken. I don't know who that is. I know he pitched at Alma College. Uh, that's in Michigan. But other than that, um, that's a left-hander. So two lefties back-to-back. Four lefties, which means Saturday and Sunday. at first base. Oh, <laughs> Lord of mercy. But if you're, uh, yeah, if you're the Orioles, I mean, any team should be pitching lefties against us. You, you look at it, and you they know? do. You saw Larusi yesterday. He didn't even go to Liam uh, Hendricks to close it out. He went to Aaron Bummer after uh, Rodon because, I mean, I know, I guess Hendricks had, had pitched, but uh, um, you know, I guess he was taking the a day bunch out, of days in a row. He yeah, went right yeah. to a left-hander. He, he knew the genius. Oh yeah, he still looks weird in that uniform. Um, being back after all these years, so. I hate him. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm hate. not a fan. Not a fan. But they have a really good team. We just yes, they do. They have a know. great team. Just think if they had a, a manager that they could relate like to. Bill, like Billy, Billy Hamilton is raking for them, 
And he was on the Indians. <laughs> I saw the stat that he hit home runs in back-to-back games this week. It was the first time he'd done so since, like, 2014. <laughs> and we, and we couldn't so, get him out yesterday. It was the first time he had hit multiple homers in a week, yeah, since 2014, and he'd only done it one other time in his career. Yeah, couldn't get him out yesterday. Like, ridiculous. Total pain in the ass. Totally what we need. And, well... It is what it is. I mean, let's well, again. You know, you, you battle through with the White Sox. You got to take advantage of these off days and get and take care of Baltimore this weekend. Although the Indians, do you remember when they played the Orioles? Was it two years ago? Nineteen got, to one, they lost. I think or something. I think we got. Right? Didn't we get swept the, there? I think we got swept, and I think it was a year that we won the division or something. I think it was two years ago. Wasn't it twenty nineteen? Whatever year it was, we went into Baltimore and got absolutely worked. And I think one of the games they lost, I think they lost, thir- it was 13 to nothing. It was a Sunday. Sunday afternoon, they lost the game 13 to nothing. I mean, the whole weekend was a disaster. But I think it was a couple, it was either 18 or 19. It was a couple years ago. So, yeah. All right, brother. Well, uh, get it. So you're going tonight? Yes, Brooke and I are going tonight. All right, we'll get it done. Uh, there he is, uh, Todd Derry, Matt Derry with you. Derry Brothers Tribecast at WaitingForNextYear.com or wherever, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com slash Derry for uh, sponsorships. And we'll do it all again next week. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.